Welcome back to our discussion on bisexualities. I am Alice. Hi, I'm Alexi. I'm Dan. And let's jump right back into the conversation. Another issue is that a lot of people think that bisexuals are privileged and they get the best of both worlds. They can be straight passing and they are quote unquote technically LGBTQ, you know, the literal middle letter of LGBTQ. Another thing that a lot of people think is that bisexuals automatically feel safe coming out to their other LGBTQ plus friends. Mm. Well, biphobia actually comes from both straight and gay people, in particular when it comes to dating preferences. It's often the fact, as we touched on earlier, that they might not like it that someone dates outside of their own preferences, whether it's men who are dirty, or it's that, eh, well, then it feels like, you know, like, I'm straight, and so now it feels like I've been with someone of my same gender and sexuality, and it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, no. And there's also something called monosexism, where people see bi or pan or etc. as being inherently worse than being attracted to only one gender, be it straight, lesbian, or gay. And that goes back to seeing bi people as being flaky or wishy-washy. And I will say, I've also seen gay men saying that bi men are gross for having oh, yes, been with abso- women too. Just, oh, absolutely. And that kind of goes all the way back to the ancient Greece. Men are superior, so you've been with women and that is gross and nasty. <sighs> Gotta love how things go through the times. <laughs> yeah. There have definitely been more than a few experiences that I've unfortunately heard of where people have come out to their gay friends and they're met with very similar prejudices that other straight biphobic people hold. These prejudices obviously encompass LGBTQIA people outside of being just lesbian or gay, but especially with biphobia, this tends to be the more common examples. Uh, Being out to, say, straight people as bisexual can have the same potential repercussions as coming out to someone who is gay or lesbian, only usually with more identity erasure, and it will often lead to fetishization or prejudices unique to bisexuality. Just as there are prejudices unique to gays, lesbians, trans people, or anyone on the LGBTQ plus spectrum, there are prejudices towards bisexual people as well, and I don't think it's fair to forget that. Also, bisexual people are not more likely to cheat. They're Thank not. You. They're just, full stop, they're <laughs> just as likely to cheat as a person of any sexuality. And people think that being attracted to more genders presents more opportunities to cheat, but the truth is, there are already billions of people of your preferred gender identity yeah. in the world. Having a few more people is not going to change it. Either you're someone who cheats or you're someone who doesn't cheat. And that really is not something about sexuality, and it's not something that you're born with. I will also say that bisexuality is not only a recent identity, like the 21st century didn't give people the freedom to choose what they want to be and have. It's a concept that has a recorded history stretching back to the ancient Greek and Roman era, and it's been present both long before and long after those times. And for the record, as people always mention with gay things, there are bisexual animals too. Like, it's not- Oh gee, that's a thought. (laughs) Yeah, it's- I love the experiment making, um, I think it was making bisexual flies. (laughs) Neuroscientists out here are doing the wildest things. <laughs> Isn't there also that one, like, bisexual goose? Yes. Oh, yes, him! <laughs> Thomas the bisexual goose yeah. who fathered 40 children and was blind. <laughs> yes. Rest but, in peace. <laughs> anyways, the point is, there have always been bisexual people. There are also bisexual animals. Is it really more difficult to believe that there's nobody in the world who would like men and women than it is to believe that there are? I just don't understand how you guys think that that was a recent cultural invention. It's been seen in every culture through all time. 
it's kind of like the baby experiment. You know, you take it out of someone's sight and they're like, oh, it doesn't exist. And then you put bisexuality back in the picture after like years and years or centuries and centuries of cultural erasure. And they're like, huh, what's this? It's new. Hmm. Another thing that really gets on my pet peeves is the whole, you're bi, huh? Since we're the same gender, you must be attracted to me then. Just because I'm attracted to multiple genders does not mean that I am automatically in love with every person of that gender. It is the same as saying, you're heterosexual, Stephanie? Then you must love all men. I mean, this is also a problem for, like, uh, people who are, like, lesbian or gay. Oh, absolutely. Because they, like, a lot of times when they come out, I've heard that then, like, they're... You're gay, I have a gay friend. Well, not only that, it's just, no, like... No, it's like, oh, don't go crushing on me. <laughs> yeah. I also know that there's something that spreads to parents of when parents find out that their kids are lesbian or gay or bisexual, they will no longer let them sleep over uh, with friends of that same gender. And I'm just going to say this. That will not stop the child from having a relationship with whomever they want just because you don't invite them over to a sleepover. That That is not going to stop it. And please. So another rather insulting stereotype is once you're married, you only have the sexual orientation of my partner's gender. Let me put it this way for the nerds. If I marry a woman or non-binary person or anyone else, that is not going to keep me from thinking that Aragorn is hot. And if I marry a guy, I do not suddenly turn straight and stop thinking that Arwen is the most beautiful woman to ever grace the screen. <laughs> so, Fight me. <laughs> here's another thing. Bi curiosity versus bisexuality. Being bi is not just a trend. And in fact, there's more people who have bi experiences who don't identify as bisexual than there are people who are saying that they're bisexual and not having bi experiences. According to a survey from the CDC, 6% of men report having an encounter with the same sex, despite only 2% reporting being gay and 1.9% reporting being bisexual. Now, there was 1% who refused to report on their sexuality, but that still leaves, at minimum, 1% of men who are having gay relationships. I'm sorry, 1.1? <laughs> who are having encounters with the same sex without necessarily feeling that they're bisexual. And that goes back to the thing of there have been cowboys who have had relationships with other men. Being bisexual is often something historically that's happened in a phase of one's life when you were around several other men, soldiers in the army, mm -hmm. etc. Because sexuality can be fluid throughout one's lifetime. And the numbers of same-sex encounters among women who don't identify as bisexual are higher. Not extremely so, but there's already more women that report themselves to be bisexual, and there are more women who say that they've had a same-sex experience with other women without necessarily claiming to be bisexual or lesbian mm -hmm. themselves. So, clearly sexuality is something that several people explore, and several of those people exploring really don't care to label, or they do explore and then don't feel that they are bisexual. And it's possible that someone has had relationships with people of their own sex and the opposite sex and still doesn't care to label themselves as bisexual because of their own cultural norms and standards. Mm -hmm. Some people do have a same-sex experience to figure out what their sexuality is, and this also is a reason that some lesbian and gay people discriminate against bi people because they believe that they're only being tried out as like a trend sexuality and they don't want them to try having a relationship and then decide that it's not for them because they want a straight relationship, which is unfair because many bi people really are bi and bi for a lifetime, but yeah. it's also something that happens. Mm -hmm. I think that the most important thing in terms of that is just honesty and communication within the relationship you're having with someone. At the same time, due to internalized homophobia, some people might still want to see themselves as straight, despite, oh, those experiences in college instead of bisexual and ashamed of it, 
And that might be part of the reason we're seeing so many more people come out as bi lately, because realistically, many people probably are bi, and it's probably a much higher number than we know. So, like, sort of how the number of people who were left-handed rose once it was actually acceptable and not stigmatized against? Exactly. Actually, an interesting fact is that over time, the curve of said left-handed people flattened to about 10% of the population. And I suspect that we'll see somewhat similar results with LGBT plus demographics. Due to some of the psychology research that I've done, though, I believe that for bisexuals in particular, the number will be much, much higher than just 10%. But without a stigma to it, I think that we would basically see a sort of curve in a similar sense. Hmm. Actually, a um, recent study did find that though many Americans didn't identify with the term bisexual, 10 to 14% of women described themselves as mostly but not completely straight, which, you know, isn't exactly straight. And 6 to 9% of men describe themselves as the same, so there definitely is potential hesitancy to use these labels. Some people also have a fetish about bisexual people, which largely goes back into threesomes and hooking up with a lot of people. We debunked threesomes earlier, but bisexual people aren't necessarily sleeping around or with a lot of people. They might prefer to be in a smaller number of relationships, and it doesn't mean that being bisexual is some kind of sexually liberated lifestyle where you're hooking up with everyone you see, which makes people see being bisexual both as scandalous and something to covet. In 1974, bisexuality was considered an in-thing, and Time and Newsweek ran stories on bisexual chic, covering celebrities like Elton John and David Bowie, as well as the popularity of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Another pop culture misconception is that the bisexual look and mannerisms encompass everyone. We mentioned earlier that on the internet things like tucked-in shirts and cuffed jeans are taken as references to being bi, which can be fun, but it's a misconception to think that every bi person will look like this. I'm personally quite feminine myself, although I do love a good tucked shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And among older people in particular, I found that most think that bisexuals have very short dyed hair, usually not even reaching their shoulders, and wear more gender-neutral clothing such as ripped jeans and oversized hoodies. Nose and ear piercings are also apparently bisexual and gay staples. So when I ended up coming out to my mom, she was absolutely shocked to find out that I was bi because I have long hair and often dress like the epitome of a Christian schoolgirl or business prep TM. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like how people automatically assume that I'm lesbian because they see me with my like short hair that's dyed and they're like, oh, Ah, I see you there. Gay. (laughs) (laughs) Which I mean, part of LGBT. Partially not wrong, but also, please, yeah. not everyone with dyed hair is gay, and not everyone without a straight. <laughs> yeah. Now, most bisexuals don't mind the stereotyping memes when it's made by other bisexuals and within that community, but it is a case-by-case basis. So, so long as it's known that bisexuality doesn't have just one look, my shirt-tucking, finger-gunning self is just fine with the memes, personally. Yeehaw. Also, there's a big bisexual people love puns thing, and it's not our fault that being bi just fits into everything. Bi all the way in. I mean, we've just gotta let a few puns slip by you, right? (laughs) Sorry, we just can't get this to you straight. (laughs) (laughs) So, bisexual women versus bisexual men. There are some different challenges. During the AIDS epidemic, many young people believed that you could only contract HIV slash AIDS if you had gay sex, which, to some extent, it is more likely to contract it having gay sex, but propaganda and warnings against bisexual men spreading HIV and AIDS to their female partners got incredibly out of hand and really contributed to the stigma. Bisexual women tend to be more fetishized, and bisexual men tend to be more erased. 
It's rare for men to come out as bisexual, and especially because it's easier in some senses and it's considered, and there's less of a social stigma against a girl hooking up with a girl than there is a guy hooking up with a guy. There's less, oh my god, are you gay jokes, or jokes being made (laughs) against women than there are men. And contributing to that, fewer bi men are out than bi women. In terms of being with men versus women, women or men both might not want a partner who's been with the opposite sex. Like, oh, you've been with a man? That's gross. But the same thing happens within the straight community. So there's discrimination from both the LGBT community and the straight community. And as we saw with Megan Fox, even other bisexual people. How lovely, you just can't win. Yeah, not ideal. Now we're going to move on to our personal experiences as being bisexual. Now, my history with bisexuality is rather the pinnacle of how straightwashing everything can negatively affect people who are LGBT. And I think Lexi's here can also show the massive benefits of having a great support network from the get-go. Both of us have definitely had more than our fair share of experiences with straightwashing and related issues, however. But, Alexi, I'll give you the floor and you can start us off. So, this is my experience being bi and coming out. Looking back, I had crushes on both boys and girls in elementary school, but because of the heteronormativity in our society, I really understood that I had crushes on boys. I was like, oh, that's what that feeling is. And it was only looking back where I was like, I felt the exact same way towards girls. Huh. And I even remember thinking like, huh, can you feel the same towards girls and guys? I guess this is just how it is, but you're yeah, a kid, you're experience. in- you're <laughs> I mean- when I was like, I was in like second grade, I asked my mom, can girls and girls marry or guys and guys? And she was like, not in America. And I was like, <laughs> oh. And going into that, I knew about gay and lesbian people really early on, but I didn't hear people talking about being bi a lot. So honestly, I just didn't think about it for the longest time because I knew that I liked guys. So I was like, well, I guess this is it. But mm-hmm. then when I heard more about being bisexual online when I was 13, I was like, that's it. That's me. I do like girls. I do like guys. And I feel like if I had grown up with more representation, I would have realized earlier because I always had those feelings towards girls, but I didn't think that I was lesbian because I liked guys. And so I was like, well, maybe everyone feels this way a little bit. <laughs> hey, now more representation. There's a thought. That's how I felt. I was like... Wow, everyone feels like they don't have this. I wonder what they're all talking about. Turns out, no! (laughs) But I came out to my parents basically right after I realized, but it was surprisingly scary for me to do. They've always been progressive and liberal, so it's not like I was like, oh, they're going to kick me out of the house, but... I guess the pr- the primary thing I was worried about is that things would change with them because I really didn't want that. I think that there's something about not wanting to kind of be the other and experience anything shifting. And as it turned out, nothing did change, but I do remember how stressed out I was about that conversation, how I had to like think about it like, no, my parents wouldn't kick me out just because that's so many of the stories you hear. Yeah. Yeah. There's always the fear of the unknown, especially when you hear so much of, well, negativity Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I knew my parents wouldn't do that, but that's still a thought that crossed my mind, mm-hmm. which is just really sad. Uh, I hope that that shows that it's still a difficult subject, even when you know your parents are accepting. And I hope that at some point kids won't even have to come out officially. It'll just be a whatever thing. Like, I brought home my girlfriend. I brought home my boyfriend. And your parents are just like, okay. Ah, nice to meet cool. you. Yeah. And my mom did say that she always thought when I was growing up that I wasn't straight, but that she <laughs> thought I was going to be a lesbian and not bi. And I was like, well, <laughs> interesting. It's funny to hear. And I started dating another girl that same year, and even though my parent, my parents knew we were dating, hers didn't. And that was a common theme, as the next girl I dated also wasn't out to her parents. 
and I still remember her mom being like, wow, you guys are such great friends. Like, yeah, really good friends. And they were roommates. (laughs) (laughs) And I would definitely say that both of their parents being uh, homophobic impacted both relationships negatively. It made things definitely harder and more stressful. And I also think that it impacted both of the girls I dated negatively and made them more closed off and having a more difficult time accepting their own sexuality. So just in general, I've since dated men and I definitely notice a difference in things being easier with cultural understanding and acceptance and more comfort in themselves and kind of like this is the standard relationship. So it kind of shows how even if you aren't directly discriminated against by your family, if you're within the community, the negative effects of discrimination do reach you. And it's just kind of sad. Like we were on a date with like her, well, like we were together with her family, with my first girlfriend. It's like, but we can't hold hands. And that's just a sad feeling. But uh, I do feel very lucky to have had such wonderful and accepting parents and family, which should be the norm, but isn't always. And my friends have also been very accepting. I still remember came out to the first friend I came out to at Elitch's, and she was just like, oh, that's cool, but I was so stressed. I was sweating. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... I've yet to have a really negative experience with any of my friends coming out, but I do remember some people asking me if it's a phase, which I took more as lack of knowledge than as, like, real biphobia, but it was still a hassle. I did come out to one set of my grandparents who I knew were more liberal, and that went really well. They told me that they loved me and accepted me completely. But when I told my grandma on my other side, though, she was like, oh, I understand, but I still hope you end up with a man, which was unfortunate. And it does bring up difficult questions of, like, if I marry a woman, what happens then? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't tell my other grandpa, the husband of that grandma, because I knew that with some family history, it wouldn't go down well, and because we're not that close, so it wasn't critical to me, and I didn't want to, like, go through the pain and, like, difficulty of coming out. But it does disappoint me that it's a barrier in being close with my grandparents on that side of the family. Yeah. But I am glad that one set of my grandparents was so accepting. It does show that it's something that you always have to be mindful of and consider, which is Mm -hmm. unfortunate. And I feel comfortable telling people I'm bi and I'm open about it, partially because I've had such good experiences. I've never really had someone be overtly negative about it, and I honestly just feel confident and comfortable in myself because my parents have always been so accepting of gay and lesbian and bi people. They've never had any issue with it. My dad says that sometimes he's like, man, lesbian women have it so made. They have a wife, they're a woman, no gross men. And I'm like, dad, back to the gross men thing. But he's a guy, so I guess. Yeah, well, I guess he gets more of a pass. And he's like, no, Alexi, you don't understand. Men are gross. Yeah, I guess he gets a little bit more of a pass. And, you know, he is a man, but. But. But I'd say I'm a lot more open about it than Alice is. Absolutely. I don't typically bring it up myself, and I will say that I'm not always the most involved with the LGBT community because I feel like there's a lot of infighting and a lot of stressors in general, so even though I do love women and I like dating them, I feel like it's definitely an individual personal choice how involved you want to be with it, despite whatever your identity is. Yeah. I think we are both similar amounts of open where it's like if it comes up mm-hmm. it comes up but I'm not gonna like just suddenly like say it out of the blue you know it's like what's up I'm Alexi I am bisexual nice to meet you <laughs> probably <Hi>. not <laughs> I do have bi shoelaces on my rainbow shoes though well I mean you just gotta give those subtle hints that's entirely different <laughs> yeah I mean no I wish because... I did have that confidence <laughs> yeah I mean like I have an ace flag hanging on my door man I don't know 
I will say that having dated an even number of men and women, I really think it's about how much you like the person and not about their gender. Their gender really fades away compared to their individual personality, and the relationship's quality hasn't been linked to gender at all. There was some more, like, difficulties related to having relationships with women, but that didn't... Especially closeted. Yeah, but that wasn't the defining factor of the relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally understand. Honestly, I'm a little envious of your experience, despite all of the issues that we still have to deal with in society, many of which I have also gone through. As for my personal experience, I grew up in a very heteronormative environment and didn't even know what being attracted to your own gender was possible, let let alone multiple genders, until I was in about late middle school, and that was because I ended up being at a theater club of all stereotypical places where there were actually two guys in an absolutely adorable relationship. And that was the first time I ever had experiences. I still hope they're doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Theater gays. They very much were. And they had amazing voices too. (laughs) I envy them. (laughs) Now, as an elementary schooler, I had crushes on loads of boys in my class over the years. But I also thought, man, if I were a boy, I'd totally have a crush on that girl and marry her. Too bad it's biologically impossible to be attracted to my own gender, or I so would be. Now, I often chalked up my feelings towards girls as an intense friendship, so I was basically the, and they were roommates, to myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I never really realized that I had crushes on girls until high school when I actually did learn more about the LGBTQ plus spectrum. Actually, in large part, thanks to Alexi and Dan. Hi. (laughs) And Alexi was the origin of my, like, realization, too. So, the center of our world. You have her to thank. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thanks. It was real hard to just be like, oh my god, I'm bi. (laughs) I was actually inspired to come out as bisexual after Alexi did, and thankfully, because we did share the same social circles, I did receive overwhelming support. As for who I dated, I technically dated a guy in middle school as much as... That's generous. <laughs> yeah, it was. We, he let me play Minecraft on his computer sometimes, and he got me a Valentine's Day gift. We also Pure romance. <laughs> hey, we went to homecoming, and he tried to hold my hand. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, then I, and then I ran away. <laughs> no holds barred there. <laughs> More than you've ever done. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't know. I've, I've held her hand. I feel like I've held her hand and we got each other Valentine's. Oh, yeah. I always just get Valentine's Day stuff. Technically, although I did date a girl through my junior year. And both of these relationships definitely had their own issues. But quite frankly, their gender and sexuality played infinitesimal roles in those. My biggest takeaway has always been that the quality of a relationship has very little to do with gender, outside of the, or aside from the outside discrimination, that is. Mm. And it has much more to do with the quality and personality of the person you are dating. It's pretty cliche advice that, you know, Alexi also rehashed, but given the stereotypes about how many unhappy same-sex marriages there are, I believe that it's something that needs to be said a lot more often. Also, honestly, all the boomer comments about I hate my wife, like, huh? Yeah, I don't. Now, as for coming out, I came out to my parents after high school because I knew that my aunt on my mom's side faced loads of difficulty from her family from being gay. And my dad knew I was likely bisexual before I even considered it myself. He actually gave me gentle hints of, hey, if you ever want to talk about your sexuality, you can feel right ahead. Or, hey, if there's anything you need to talk with me about. Actually, I thought that he already knew when I came out to him, which was hilarious. (laughs) Now, 
my mom was a different story. When I came out to her, I basically got hit with some of the most stereotypical questions and judgments you can get, such as, you don't look bisexual, you have long hair, you know, what's the ratio, um, I've never known a happy same-sex couple in my personal life, how can you like both, and this must be a new thing, new to the 21st century, so that's why more people are coming out, so on and so forth. Basically, everything that we talked about in here, I heard. <laughs> and I had been less than prepared for I did manage to talk with my mom and find that most of her fears did stem from how her sister was treated as a kid and that she didn't want the same prejudices to come onto me. And because of the environment and culture that she grew up in, it very much jaded the view that she saw bisexuality and homosexuality in. It took a few months for my mom to finally process and accept my sexuality, which I consider myself incredibly lucky for. I am so lucky to have both parents who, although it did take some time, accept me for who I am and who I'm attracted to. My experience definitely wasn't as smooth as Alexi's. Or where... mine. <laughs> yes, yours was just, okay, sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <it> makes nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't smooth sailing, but at the end of the day, neither of my parents kicked me out, cut off contact, or made casually biphobic remarks towards me. And... Unfortunately, that can be a high bar for a lot of parents to clear. Mm. It really shouldn't be, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Due to a lot of my experiences, I don't often reveal my sexual identity unless I am absolutely certain that person is not going to react negatively. That's partly because it is nobody's business what my sexuality is, it's not going to impact them in any way, shape, or form, and it's partially because I would prefer to avoid the awkward questions and judgments and having to explain myself over and over again. However, I have also been working on becoming more open about myself as I truly do believe that presenting one's authentic self is the best way to feel truly happy in life and know which friends will support you no matter what. It has to be said, if they don't support you in that, they're not worth it. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great way to know, ah, yes, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> exactly. Girl, bye. <laughs> It is actually up in the air whether I will ever come out to the rest of my family, but the people who are most important to me are very much aware of and support my sexuality, and to me, that is the most important part above everything. I'm not going to sugarcoat things and pretend that I've only had positive experiences since, or that said experiences haven't haunted me or made me question the validity of things that I know to be true. Some of the things that I've heard and seen still greatly affect me and make me far more reserved about being open to this compared to, say, Dan and Alexi. But quite frankly, I felt so much happier after coming out. The anxiety of anticipating how hostile someone I'm close with will be once I come out is insane. And at least in my case, I've never lost the support of those who I've told. I know it's not always the case, but I do emphasize that my story did have a good ending overall. So, as we wrap up this hours-long episode, <laughs> bisexuality has been around for a heck of a long time. And while it might not be the most hidden or stigmatized identity in the LGBT community, bisexuals still face quite a bit of discrimination both in and outside of their community. As a bisexual, I definitely haven't had the worst experience out there, but because of the culture I was exposed to and the people I grew up around, it was very difficult for me to come to terms with my identity and feel comfortable sharing it with others, an experience I wouldn't wish on anyone, and is something that I believe is a perfect example of how even the most seemingly progressive or well-off areas still have more than a few problems when it comes to inclusivity and accepting non-straight white neurotypical people in particular. Mm. But you know, there's always more to be done. <laughs> 
Hopefully, this podcast shed a little bit of light on what it's like to be bisexual and some of the problems that still go on today. And I hope you guys learned something about bisexuality today. I encourage everyone to explore themselves and explore their sexuality if that's something that you're curious about, and to always remember that labels are fluid, sexuality is fluid, and none of this is as clear-cut as we made it sound today. (laughs) I hope that you guys all find the identity and the life that brings you the most happiness, and great if that means being bi. We stand. (laughs) Well, that's it for now, and we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks Thanks for listening.